Well, I love you. Know, anytime you uh, talk about the Holy Spirit, he has no problem with showing up, right? And I, th I think it's fitting because we're talking about flowing in the gifts, and I think it's fitting that we're th talking about flowing in the gifts. Um, I know we're at the end of the Master Life Discipleship class, and it's been talking about spiritual gifts. A lot of people spend a lot of time wondering what their gifts is, what their purpose is, and things of that nature. Um, but a lot of people don't avail themselves to the information. But So hopefully you go on, go on the, the, uh, check out the videos um, with the Master Life class as we actually broke down all the gifts and specifics this morning at 9.15. But the interesting thing is the book ends with the gifts after we've gone through, uh, we went through the uh, Disciples' Cross. You know, of course, you're, you're the bottom of the cross is, is anchored in the Word. Top of the cross is your prayer of faith to God. That's your vertical relationship with God. Left side of the cross is fellowship with God. Right side of the cross, of course, is witnessing that your relationship with man. That represents the cross, the disciples' cross. Then, of course, we, we crossed over into the disciples' personality where we talked about the, uh, the natural person, the carnal Christian, you know, natural person who's open to the, the adversary or the devil but close to God. The carnal person is open to both God and the devil. But then the spiritual Christian is closed, is crucified the flesh, closed to the adversary and the devil. I see y'all working with me, right? But, but it's open to God, right? So we talked about that. Then we went into the disciples' victory, right? We went into uh, 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 having a victory in the kingdom. But then uh, we've been hitting the disciples' mission, of course, after you've had uh, really understood the, what the disciples' cross is, you know, deny yourself, take up your cross and follow him, right? And then understand how to offer your, uh, your will, your attitudes and everything to God. And then, of course, now you're sent on a mission, but while you're on the mission, you're going to need to uh, flow in the gifts. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. After the personality, you can have victory in the kingdom. After you have victory in the kingdom, you can be sent on a mission, and on that mission, you can actually flow in the gift. So it's fitting that it's at the end. I was, uh, 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 became a dean over ministry school in the last church. And so we opened the school up with spiritual authority. That was the first class everybody had got. Because the thing, if you don't understand how to operate in authority, you can't operate in authority until you submit to authority. Those who don't submit to authority can't operate in authority. Right? And um, so this is Matthews when. Uh, the centurion said, Jesus, come to my house. He said, no, I, he says, uh, he says, uh, he says, he says, I, no, he said, uh, Jesus said, I'll come to your house. He says, no, you're not, I'm not worthy for you to come to my house. He said, speak the word only. He says, I'm a man under authority and I have people under me. I say, go and they go and come and they come. He says, so if you speak the word only, I know the word, your words, everything, healing, sickness, disease will obey your words because you're a person submitted to God. You're submitted to authority. So you have authority. So we opened up with spiritual authority, but we ended the class after we went through uh, 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 the epistles. We went through the gospels in this in the school. We went through uh, the Jewish holy days in the school. Uh, what was your your class was evangelism. We went through evangelism. Uh, Pastor Den's out there somewhere. We uh, we went through eschatology, the end times. Went through all this. Through was two year class, two years, right? At the end, we ended with the gifts. 
So I had two classes, spiritual authority and the gifts, right? And it was, and it was intentional we were in with the gifts because unless you embrace the preparation, it doesn't make a difference to have the gifts because you're not going to operate in the love that you need. You're not going to have the fruit of the spirit that you need, right? And so I think it's also fitting that we're in this season of full circle and God is bringing us, you know, October um, uh, the 10th, uh, 10, 10, 10 at 10 a.m. service, we, we were released to begin Ares Christmas in the church. And here, October 10th, this year, we'll be celebrating our full circle, our 10 years of planting this church. And so, it's, it's, to me, it's pretty interesting that we're actually talking about the gifts. And, and, and it wasn't intentional. The book just happened to be talking about the gifts, too. But see, you're not even ready for the gifts, as uh, uh, Zipporah was talking about this morning, um, if you haven't embraced, embraced all the preparation. So we've had to grow for the gifts to flow, right? We've had to grow for the gifts to flow. So you'll see some people operating in gifts. You'll see some people uh, uh, operating in, in a genuine, genuine gifting because they've opened their hearts and they presented themselves as living sacrifice, holy and acceptable to God. And then you'll see some people uh, uh, maybe trying to conjure up the gifts. Remember, uh, the Bible talks about the sons of Sceva. They said, we cast you out in the name of Jesus that Paul preaches. Right? And the, the demons was like, Paul, we know. We have an intimate relationship with him. He's always in the spirit realm binding and loosing things. Jesus, we know. You know, he has authority in that realm. He says, but who are you? Like, 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 you're not someone we even, uh, it's not even in the, the book as someone that having power that we have to submit to, right? And so, so you'll see some people doing those things or you've probably already seen it. But we're trying to, to and we went through all the gifts. We went through uh, at least all the categories of gifts, at least 12 of, of the different categories and how they relate to witnessing, relate to servicing, uh, relate to worship. Uh, and teaching, right? We talked about all that this morning. All right, so I'm leading up to what I'm about to talk about today. All right, and so we've been talking about the gifts, and we talked about the difference between gifts and talents in the last few weeks and how, you know, those that are born again operate in the gifts. You know, if you're not born again, you may be talented. Uh, fulfillment is attached to the gifts. Uh, success, which is fleeting, is attached to just having talents. Pastor Mel said something this morning. She said, it's amazing how we dismiss the gifts for careers, you know, or, you know, uh, and then she, was, she used basketball, but we can pick any career. The careers are wonderful things. They're platforms. They're not purpose, right? It's platforms. These are platforms, you know. Playing the NBA is a platform where God could use your gifts. Doctor is a platform where God could use your gifts. Fireman is a platform where God could use your gifts. But it's, it's interesting how sometimes people shelve their gifts and go into the platform. You know, not like they, they don't use, they, they, they only, they only uh, and the gifts may peak out at church from time to time. But it's something we're supposed to live out, um, not something that we're supposed to, to hold in reserves. Something, you know, I used to tell the players, um, well, not used to, I still tell players that, that allow me to uh, coach them or advise them, empty out. The thing is we want to do is empty out, right? And so we have so much in us that we're not emptying out. And Miles Monroe said there's so much purpose in the grave. 
You know, people use 10% of their purpose. And this is the thing. So if, if, if the adversary understands if you operate in your gifting and your purpose and your anointing, he can't stop you, which we'll talk about here in a second, what would you think his job would be? To tempt you with bribes, right? Here, take this moment of pleasure at the expense of using your gift. Here, take this lust. Hey, hey, why don't you go hang out with the girls or hang out with the fellas? No, no, don't worry about the gift. Don't worry about the gift. Just, just do this. It, it, you know, so he'll, he'll give you, what is it, uh, the scripture says uh, that Moses uh, sacrificed the pleasures of sin for a season, you know, to, to walk in what he was purposed to do. I paraphrased the last part of that, right? But, but some of us uh, sacrifice our gifts for the pleasures of sin for a season, right? We, we good? We all right? Yeah. Make you think, don't it? <laughs> Doesn't it? Make you think a little bit. All right, so, so, so we were talking about last week how, you know, uh, the whole purpose of the gifts is to reveal the perfect will of God, right? Remember, it's, a, it's all about the perfect will of God. And this new reality of God's will is what we should be consumed with. God's will. Like, that's, we should be playing off of God's will. Uh, it's the purpose of the gifts, you know, uh, it's what we should be drunk on. We should be drunk on God's will, right? It's uh, what, what we'll be talking about a little bit today. It's our new wine, right? It's our new wine. Let's look here at Ephesians 5 as we jump into this real quick. Ephesians 5. Man, y'all picked the perfect songs. I don't know who picked them, but yeah. Kalina? God used you. Perfect, man. I was back there all stirred up. I used, to faci- I used to be a facilitator for our services in other church. And if I got any indication that the pastor was talking about the Holy Spirit, I'd run over to the praise team and be like, sing anything about the Holy Spirit. <laughs> That's all you got to do. Don't worry about it. Just as long as you sing about the Holy Spirit. That's all you got to do. That would be enough to create the atmosphere. So. I just thought that was so wonderful that you guys talked about those. Is that me? Oh, I lost the uh, Marcus. You want me to use the mic? You found it? Well, we're going to keep making that, have that ruffle. I mean, it's okay. I mean, we're all family. The people online understand. So what we need to do to make the adjustment? The blue and white? Okay. Yeah, we just make sure the Holy Spirit flow without everybody going, what's that mix he got in there? Ruff, ruff. Oh, she, oh, you found it? Mike, we'll do the mic. Sorry about that, y'all. If you if you don't have the foam on, every move you make, you can hear. All right, so feel kind of weird, but all right. So so Ephesians five uh, eighteen. 
right? Ephesians 5, 18. And just stay in the attitude of the Spirit while, this, while the Holy Spirit starts to flow, right? It's not that important. This is good. I says, and be, it's, look, so remember we said uh, we should be drunk on, on the perfect will of God. And this is our new wine, right? And then here it says, and be not drunk with wine where wherein is excess. And there's a semicolon there. It says, but be filled with the spirit. So this is not saying be drunk with wine at all. This is saying be drunk in the spirit. This is, so so if, you, if, if you're going to, you know, because sometimes you uh, people drink to be soothed, right? Relax. Uh, sometimes people drink to be soothed, right? You know, you know, you know. Just, uh, in life, you go through stuff, and what people go, I gotta have me a, uh, gotta give me a drink, right? But what this is saying is, drink of the spirit. When you're going through something, drink of the spirit. You know, or you, uh, man, it's been a long day. I'm having me a drink. Right. This is saying drink of the spirit. Right. Because the other things, the, the other wine will cloud you. It'll intoxicate you. It'll impair your ability to see. So you're looking, you're looking for relief from a circumstance. It only clouded you. you you're not going to see the solution. You're just going to rest in the problem. Right. And then when you come out, the problem is going to get worse, right? So this is saying be, 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 drunk in, uh, be drunk in the spirit. Now, the interesting thing, it says uh, uh, be filled with the spirit. If you, if, if breaking that down in the Greek, it says be being filled. So it's not a one-time filling. It's continuous filled of the spirit, right? And let's go to Acts chapter 2. Let's set a little foundation for flowing in the gifts today. Please, and 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 I'm I'm listen. Uh, as we talked about uh, having a teaching gift, there's a passion to study and to break things down. So I'm not trying to be deep today, um, but you got to understand, you know. So you so even if it seems like ah, it's a little bit too, I don't understand that. That's an indication of something you should go home and study. That's not an indication I should adjust the teaching. I got to put it all out there. And we're supposed to go and search the scriptures to see if it's so, right? Break it down, break it down, break it down, break it down, break it down. All right, so, uh, so Acts 2.14, I thought this is good. Acts 2, starting with verse 14, it says, But Peter, standing with the eleven, now I skipped a whole lot that we talked about the other week when um, at the day of Pentecost and the spirit fell on them like cloven fires. Right, and they were speaking in unknown tongues, speaking in uh, another uh, the languages of all those that showed up for the uh, celebration of Pentecost. Right, but down here, you know, so now people are witnessing this, and this is something. Remember, we talked about the miraculous gift. This is something no one ever seen, and you couldn't fix a principle of understanding to even process. And so Peter, remember. I'm trying to give you an understanding. So you remember in Luke chapter, um, uh, Luke chapter 22, uh, Christ told Peter, Satan desires to sift you as wheat. Something happened? Did you change something? Why? Yeah. Well, you're, 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 <laughs> all right. I, it, it, 
I liked the way it was. And you just changed it. Yeah. It sounded what? Me and Stephanie got the same voice. I mean, I could sing the same song Stephanie can sing. What would you sing today? What would you sing today? Welcome, Holy Spirit? I can't sing that. Never mind. <laughs> Scratch that. All right, but, but I can't really hear myself now, so. Yeah, so I don't know what you need to do, but. Now, but if I can't hear myself, I'm not going to be able to communicate effectively. So just stay out of it and let him do it. <laughs> All right, so back to, back to, back to uh, regularly scheduled broadcasting. <laughs> All right, so, so what I was saying is I was talking about uh, Peter and, and Jesus saying Satan desires to sift you as wheat. He wants to break you down. Sift you is to break you down. He says, but I'm praying that your faith fails not. So he's saying Satan desires to break down your faith, right? Break it down to a grain of sand. Now, 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 now if, let's say if we're living haphazardly, Satan will steal our faith without our permission. So we actually have to be intentional to make sure he doesn't break us down, break us down, break us down, right? Now, the interesting thing is this same Peter that he says Satan desires to, to, to sift his wheat. This is a Peter, he said, he says, man, before the cock crows uh, twice, you're going to deny me thrice, right? Something like that, right? All right, before the cock crows. So, so, so what he was saying is, and, then P, and Peter responded almost like, nah, I can't be influenced like that. But Jesus was, was with his gift of discernment, he was like, oh, no, 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 no. You can easily be influenced right now. You just haven't been put in the pressure to see. See, that's how we roll. We live like I'm good. We, I don't need nothing else. I can, I, can, I can ride this life with Christ out, but we don't realize in the right situation we can be pulled out of the presence of God and out of our purpose like that. And he was trying to tell Peter the same thing. And so here when you, when you, when, when you get here, because what he told him was, Satan desires to sift you as we, I pray that your faith fails not. He says, when you're converted, go strengthen your brothers. Now, Peter's like, Peter's walking with Jesus. He's accepted Jesus. The scripture says he came unto his own and they received him not. Peter received him. He's rolling with him every day. But that wasn't enough. He had to be converted to handle the pressures that was coming to attack what he was purposed to do. He says, so when you're converted, go strengthen your brothers. See, sometimes, as Z was talking about this morning in the, in, in the, the Master Life class on, class on the gifts, sometimes we're trying to skip to the gift and skip the preparation that helps us to be able to handle the pressures that's trying to steal the gift from us, right? We're trying to skip that, right? Because we, we're looking for a path of release resistance, a comfort zone. Yeah, but there's, you, you don't get fulfilled at your convenience. You don't get fulfilled at your convenience. So when he says, when you convert, go strengthen your brothers, when they got, see, Jesus was talking, he was prophetically talking about the impending pouring out of the Spirit. He knew that was coming. He says, when that comes, you're going to be in a position to strengthen your brothers. Here we got now Acts 2.14. 
It says, where Peter, standing up with the eleven, lifted up his voice. And the same Peter that was easily influenced that denied Jesus, they, they're, they're, they're like, these fools drunk. They're out here tripping. Peter stood up boldly and said, uh, uh, stood up with the eleven, lifted up his voice and said unto them, ye men of Judah and all ye that dwell at Jerusalem, be this known unto you and hearken to my words. Now, hearken means what? Listen with the intent to obey, right? It says, for these are not drunken as you suppose. He's not saying they're not drunk. He says they're not drunk the way you think they are. He says, seeing is but the third hour of the day. That's 9 a.m. He says, no, 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 no. They're, they're not drunk off uh, wine or drinking. He says, but this is that. This is that. Remember that statement, this is that. Hopefully I'll be able to revisit that later. Uh, this is that which was spoken by the prophet Joel. And it shall come to pass in the last days, saith God, I will pour out my spirit upon what? All flesh. Some flesh? He says, oh, oh that's everybody? Everybody? Okay. All right, I pour out my spirit upon all flesh. And look, and your sons and your daughters shall prophesy. Now we're talking about gifts, flowing of gifts. We talked about prophecy earlier today, right? And your young men shall see visions and your old men shall dream dreams. We're talking about communications from God, right? Communications from God, right? It will be clear what God is doing, right? The perfect will of God will be clear through prophecy, right? Right? That divine utterance that we talked about earlier this morning at the 915 class, right? It will be clear through vision, right? Night vision and open vision. Be clear through dreams. That's night vision, right? It'll be clear, right? The perfect will of God. Because the spirit will pour out and all types of people will start speaking out God. Hey, I had a dream today. Hey, hey, you know, I saw this today. You know, I had an unction today. Hey, the Lord told me to tell you this today. It'll just, everywhere you go, there'll be uh, God's spiritual breadcrumbs shining bright, right? Look, it says, and, and on my servants and on my handmaidens I will pour out in those days my spirit, and they shall prophesy. He's covering everybody. And I will show you wonders in heaven above and signs in the earth beneath. Blood and fire and vapor and smoke. The sun shall be turned into darkness and moon into blood before the great no notable day of the Lord. And it shall come to pass that whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. So he's saying all this prophecy, all this revealing the perfect will of God is to draw people back into his presence. It's not just for we could wear as a badge, right? It's, again, is what we talked about earlier. It's a part of um, witnessing and impacting lives, right? And so, so, so this that's taking place right here is started a process, right? started the process of this new wine that we're supposed to be absorbing. Let's go here to Matthew 9. Matthew 9. Again, we're talking about flowing in the gifts, but again, we have to recognize that we are all have gifts. See, this is the thing. A lot of times we're looking at it could be five-fold ministry, and we talked about this last week in Master Life class. You know, the five-fold ministry is for equipping. So we're mistaken equipping with ministry, but it's for the equipping of the saints for the work of the ministry. So, so we're, not, we're, we're not looking at ourselves as we're supposed to be operating in ministry, which, which means service, 
serving is serving, we're looking at, like, 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 a lot of times, okay, so we're pastors of the church, just look at the pastor, oh, yeah, yeah, he, uh, such and such is sick, we got to call on the pastor. Yeah, oh, such and such need prayer, we got to call on the pastor. I remember I told a receptionist one day, I said, well, you can pray. You don't have to wait for, suppose you don't get us. You know, we got cell phones now. We ain't had cell phones when I worked for the church. You had to catch me on, or, you know, later on we had pages. You had to catch me. Uh, hopefully I got the page. And then I had to wait till I got to a phone to call you back. So by then the person, the, the person could really need some help. Like they could really need some help. It's just water to be fine. All right, so, so let's go here, Matthew 9, 17. Matthew 9, 7, again, we're talking about flowing in the gifts. It says, look, look at this. It says, neither do men put new wine in old bottles, else the bottles break and the wine runneth out and the bottles perish. But they put new wine into new bottles and both are preserved. And so, so how does that line up with us talking about the gifts and talking about this new wine and talking about God trying to place this in our vessels. See, the new wine represents things that are manifesting from the unseen realm, right? From the unseen realm. The old bottles or the old wineskins represents uh, the seen realm, things that the temporary. You know, the scripture says don't look at the things that you see for they're temporal, subject to change. Look at the things that you can't see for they're eternal, Right? But it's hard for us to look on the things that we, that we can't see, that new wine, because we're so used to operating the old way. But you can't put new wine in old wineskins. Now, now, Jesus, this is written in red, he used this parallel for a reason. The reason why he used this parallel, because back then when they would pour the wine into the wineskins, they used wineskins, could be gold skins or whatever, because they were flexible, they expanded. And they knew when, the, when it fermented, it would create gases and it would cause expansion, right? It would cause expansion. But after it finishes expansion and you pour out the old, when you try to pour in the new and it starts expanding, it's already expanded to its capacity and the, the wine skins would burst or break open. And so when God tries to pour out his spirit on us and we haven't prepared ourselves to receive it, we're still operating in the old way, the old tradition, the old things conform to the world, it'll overwhelm us. Sometimes it'll blow our minds. You ever seen people that you know they are gifted, but mentally they're not stable? Because they, they, they we talked about this this morning, 915, they manipulated the preparation that they were supposed to embrace to prepare themselves to handle the gift. Right? Everything that God is sending to us to prepare us, we, we look at it as a punishment. Oh, it don't take all that. But, you know, we, we have uh, educators in here. We have teachers in here. So, uh, so we have teachers at a younger level from kindergarten or all the way up. But, but you know, I actually, believe it or not, I actually worked with, uh, uh, well, actually, eventually it was kindergarten all the way to eighth grade. But it, my, when I first started working for the church, I had to do uh, PE with the kindergarten and first, first graders. Well, it was different because everything is broken down simpler. So you can't expect. One day I, was, I, I had an expectation. I was, like, I was like, I can't say nothing. They've never done it before. They have no reference. I can't get upset because it's not like you should know better. They don't know. I couldn't go into chapel with my Bible. I turned to Matthew. They were just learning how to read. So I had to figure out a way to communicate to them without the, the, my old way of doing things. 
I had to be animated with the kids. You know, I had to run in. You had to run in. I ran in on stage. What time is it? It's story time. And then I tell them the story. And they would actually give feedback, break it down, exactly what they learned from the story. Kindergarten and first grade. Right? I said that to say, I noticed something when I got in school. They taught me numbers. Now, now, now I didn't look ahead to see the importance of numbers. I just one, two, three, four. I didn't know numbers was attached to addition. Later on, they taught me addition. Then later on, they taught me time tables. But, but they was trying to t teach me how to problem solve. Remember, you had to solve the problems. They give you the little sentences. You got to solve the problem. Or they give you, there's three. Uh, Johnny has three apples. And he gave away two apples. How many apples do Johnny have left? Right? But if you didn't go through one, two, three, four, you know, if you didn't go through that, you wouldn't even know what one and two was. But I noticed nobody got offended. Nobody in the room got offended. Here we go again. Numbers again. Seems like every year in school we're talking about numbers. But when it comes to the kingdom, it's the same thing. You're learning the principles first. And then you're building on that principle and everything's attached to each other. Just like addition is attached to the numbers and the, and the, the uh, division, and the, you know, I'm a math guy, so the trig, the geometry, you know, the calculus, the exponents, it's all connected. But it's all leading you to engineering, believe it or not. But you ain't going to engineering and skipping math. But we want to go to gifting and skip the word. But it's all leading to something. But because we can't see where it's leading right now, we abort the whole thing. But we don't do that in nothing else we do. Because I watch something. I, you know, so my, you know, my grandchildren is here, so I'll be watching. You know. so, so I have, you, you, got, you got the older version here, it's Pastor Mel, and then you got all these, you got different aspects. You got the younger version of her, you got the teenage version of her, right? So I've been watching all, they relate so much. They do so much, so many things alike. That the young people don't know it, but I do because I live with her, right? And they do a lot of the same things. But I'm watching the process. I'm watching the process of how they do, how they, how they care for their hair, uh, their eyebrows. Like, I, I'm watching everything. I watch how they care for their dress, how they, uh, like, this, this is the creative one right here. She just, like, do all types of creative stuff, right? But she's just like her grandmother. Right? How she takes care of her, her hair and her, her eyes. She's just like her grandmother. Right? Stages that build upon stages. Right? So we have gifts. But we have to go through the stages that build upon stages so we can operate in the gifts without us getting in the way. See, every stage removes something. You know, I was, uh, so my grandson... My, gra my grandson was here too, but he's planning a tournament in, in um, Indiana. So they just, him and my son went to Indiana. So, uh, so I was, was watching online. And so I was watching him run. And when he first, uh, when I first started seeing him play, when he first started playing, because he's tall and he's talented, but he would be running, he'd run up down the court, his hands would be all over the place. But I was watching him this week, and he has some, some fluidness to him. And we was doing drills, crossover between the legs behind the back spin, right? And I was watching him crossover between the legs behind the back spin. He was doing it fluid. But when he first learned how to do it, he was, he was fumbling it, you know, like his dad was because his dad never did the drill, you know what I'm saying? Right, right. So what I'm saying is, but it starts out as a fumble for everybody. 
But then it gets easier. And then it gets easier. And then you start to flow. But you can't skip the process of fumbling before you get to use the gifts. Right? Okay, so, so, so keep that in mind, right? All right, so, so again, when it comes in as new, this new wine comes in, our old thinking is going to kick in and reject it. Because it's like, like the first time I came into church and somebody spoke in an unknown tongue. I'm like, okay, wait, what's going on here? These people talking crazy. I said that, why? Because I didn't understand it. But why didn't I understand it? I wasn't exposed to it. Why wasn't I exposed to it? I haven't been around it. So, but instead of me saying, let me, let me investigate and find and understand it. You know what my first thought was? Man, these people are crazy. I'm never coming back here again. And I didn't ever go back to that church. I didn't, I didn't investigate nothing. I didn't want to know because it was uncomfortable. I did recognize something, and y'all recognize this. I couldn't control it. And because I couldn't control it, I didn't want to know about it. Because now I would, have, I would have had to use something called faith, which I never used before. Oh, I would have had to believe. I never had to believe before. As long as I can reason it with my mind, I'm good. And if I can't reason with my mind, as far as I'm concerned, it has no value. That's how I was when I was coming. And God, just like he did with Paul, he had to uh, catch me walking down the road, pour his presence on me where I couldn't deny it. And, and I couldn't explain it. Then he started doing supernatural things in my life. I was like, okay, like, this is God. So now I had to decide to get into learning what all this stuff is about. It's in the Bible. How do we dismiss certain things in the Bible? Now, when you decide that that's not important, how, how do you determine that? How do you determine that, that that doesn't apply to you? God put it in here. See, something in our own arrogancy says, oh, no, no, I'm more of a God than God. And I determine, like, God is just another accessory in my life like all the other people in my life. And I determine, based on what God says, what I decide that I want to apply to my life. Because God, I, I, I keep God on the same plane as me. Not he's almighty and I'm just, I'm, I'm the creation. I, I deal with God as if I'm a creator too. I'm, I'm above him. And then so what I do is with a checkbook, I go, oh, that's, you know, that's deep, but I'm not doing that. But if your kids did that to you, you'd knock them upside the head, wouldn't you? No, 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 seriously. No, all joking aside. If your kids roll with you like that, you knock them upside the head. If your kids is like, oh, that's nice, uh, clean my room, you, you got it twisted. I, I, I decide not to clean my room right now. Matter of fact, I'm not cleaning my room for the rest of the year. Why aren't you cleaning your room, Junior? Because I don't want to. Because I haven't approved the cleaning of the room in my life. Just because you think I should clean my room, that don't mean I should clean my room. Just because you think I should brush my teeth, that don't mean I should brush my teeth. I'm not doing that. Now, now that might sound far-fetched, but that's how we're treating God. Because God is talking to us just like we talk to our kids about brushing their teeth, cleaning the room, being more focused, doing their homework. God is telling us to do our homework, to be more focused, to clean our minds. Right? 
But, but we'll, we trip on our kids, but our kids are a reflection of our relationship with God. We tell our kids they have gifts. They have more potential. You can do more. And the kids fight, but no, but, but I'm not like Johnny. I'm not like, I'm not like Sarah. And you're like, no, you, you don't have to be like Sarah. You have everything you need. You're trying to cut. God's telling you the same thing. You gifted. And then when your kids run from the responsibility of, of their gifting and their talent, and they start hanging out with people that's corrupting the gift, you're bothered, ain't you? You're hanging around the wrong people. I don't like the people you're hanging around. Why don't you like them? Why don't you like the people? What's wrong with them? Jimmy said they're nice. You don't like them because you pick up something in them that's going to corrupt your child. But God says that to you. And, oh, no, I know exactly what I'm doing. They're nice. It's not about they're nice. Are they, can they assist your purpose? Can they draw out the gift? Are they, are, are, are they kryptonite to the gift? Are they empowering the gift? But see, we ain't gonna, I don't, I don't, I don't want to know. 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 That's how we roll. I don't want to know. I don't want to know. Well, let me ask you. No, I don't, do I want to hear no questions. Ah, I don't want to hear no questions. Right? Why? Because we know if we sit and listen, we may have to reassess what we're doing, who we're around, and how we operate. And nobody wants that responsibility. Right? They don't want to grow up. We still want to play. Almost 50 years old, still playing. Was, was that sarcastic? That, that was the truth, wasn't it? Okay, good. Just making, making sure. All right, so this new one, <laughs> this new one is the move of the Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit is moving to facilitate the perfect will of God for our lives. Right? Just like back in, in Genesis 1 where it says the Spirit hovered over the face of the water. Right after that, it said God said, let there be light. Who do you think moved and made it happen? It was, the whole, it was the Holy Spirit moving, right? God said, let there be a firmament. Well, why did they open up with, in the beginning, God created heaven and earth, and the second thing, second verse, that starts talking about the Holy Spirit was hovering, waiting to be, go in action. He's the, it's the same thing in our life. He's waiting to go in action. He needs us to take the next step, best step from where we are. So this perfect will of God that we've been talking about is the authority of God. It's the present move of God. Uh, it's his nature in our vessels. It's the unfamiliar way, right? It's the power. It's the anointing. It's the new wine. See, this new wine is a measure of his nature, his character, his spiritual genetics on the inside of us, right? It's, it's the ability to accomplish what God calls you to do. That's why I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. That word Christ is the anointed one and the anointing, the burn-removing, yoke-destroying power of God. So basically, that new wine is God's divine anointing oil representing God's creative ability, right? Right? That's seeing beyond the seen realm, right? Poured into man's life. So it's God's divine anointed oil, and you you'll get this. They got it. <laughs> so you'll get it when you watch the video. So in this case, I'm going too fast. So God's a divine anointing oil representing God's creative ability, right? And that's seeing beyond the scene. If you, if you can't see beyond the scene realm, you're not going to create nothing because it hasn't been done. 
And so we, you're, sometimes we're intimidated when God is, is prompting us to do something that's never been done, right? And so God pours this into our lives, the ability to see beyond the scene and to do what hasn't been done. He's pouring this new wine in us, but he can't have old wineskins. Old traditions you will reject it. Old understanding will reject it, right? Leaning to our own understanding will reject it, right? See, this, uh, uh, this, 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 this perfect will of God, this flow with the Holy Spirit, this move of God, this new wine, is the ability to discern the possible in the midst of impossibilities. The ability to discern the possible in the midst of impossibilities. Right? Let's, let's look at Mark 9. Well, since we're in Matthew, since we're in Matthew, let's go to Matthew. And, and you probably don't want to put those scriptures up because I did it backwards. <laughs> I did it backwards. It's supposed to be, it's supposed to be Matthew 9.23 and Mark 10.27. I think I did it backwards for people watching online. Actually, I know I did it backwards. And actually, no, no, it's supposed to be Mark 9, 23 or Mark 10, 27. Is that what I got? Oh, okay, good, good, good. Yeah, go to Mark. I'm sorry. It's another scripture in Matthew that says the same thing. Mark 9, verse 23. It says, Jesus said unto him, if thou's if thou canst believe, all things are possible to him that believeth. If you can believe, how many things are possible? All things are possible to him that believeth, right? And then drop over to uh, Mark 10, 27. It says, and Jesus looking upon them said, with men it is impossible. But not with God, for with God, what? All things are possible. How many things? All things are possible. You know, and again, you know, he was talking about, he was, you know, not to get out totally out of context. He's talking about a few things, you know. He told the rich guy, sell all you have, give to the poor. He's like, man, you lost your mind. (laughs) Like, I can't do that. He says, see, see, and they were like, well, then can't nobody. He says, hard for a rich man to get into heaven. It says, harder for a rich man to get into heaven than a camel to get through an eye of a needle. But he wasn't talking about a sewing needle. He was talking about the, the eye of a needle, the gate that the people walked in. So they, they was on camels, and the camels, when they got to the gate, they were piled so high with stuff, they had to take off some of the stuff, or the camel had to drop to their knees and crawl through the gate. So it was hard for them to get through the gate because they were, had so much stuff. It wasn't just an easily pass through. So it says a lot of times with someone that's rich, it's hard for them to get through because they're carrying so much stuff. Didn't say, he wasn't saying they couldn't get through at all, right? And so the disciples was like, well, well, can anybody, <laughs> basically, can anybody be, be, be legit? Because we all got stuff. <laughs> like, he was like, he says, with men it is impossible, but not with God. With God, all things are possible. And so to operate in the gifts, we have to, we have to leave the, 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 the view or the lenses of impossibility and cross over into all things are possible realm. All things are possible realm. Jesus said to his disciples, he says, uh, what I want to show you, you can't handle yet. Because 
basically he was like, once you're anointed, you'll be able to see things. See, because remember he says, I'm going to leave and I'm going to send you a comforter, the Holy Spirit. He says, and he'll show you things to come, right? Uh, uh, John 16, 12, John 16, 12 and 13. So what he's saying is like, we're still talking about the perfect will of God. He's saying the, 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 the Holy Spirit is going to drop some things on. He's going to show you things to come. See, you can operate in the gifts. You can operate in the words of, words of, words of uh, wisdom, speaking out the future because you see it clearly. What's going to happen in someone's life? You can operate in words of knowledge. What, what happened last week or before somebody uh, walked into the sanctuary? Because you see it clearly. You're not guessing. You're communicating something that you see clearly. So you can operate. Prophecy, when God's, when God's presence falls on you to speak, you can speak. Because you're discerning God. It, God is, I got to open my mouth. God wants to say something through me. Right? If you discern spirits or the, the proper spirit of a situation or, or somebody's opera, you know. You're not guessing. You know. If, 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 listen, man of God is, is preaching. Let's say he's preaching here and across the street there's a gymnasium. And so he's in there preaching and somebody breaks in the door. <sighs> I know you guys are here preaching. It's this guy, he was, he was in the pool and he drowned. And he's not breathing. And so the guy, so of course he's going to come to the man of God, hey, what you going to do? So he has to pick up a gift because he wasn't sitting around waiting on that situation. And so he's, he, he, I, I know the person, this is, what he, this is what he said. He started walking. <laughs> and, and the whole time he's like, God, I don't know what you're going to do in this one, but I'm the man of God. They're asking me to go. I've heard about people getting prayed for and being raised from the dead, stuff like that. I'm just going to go. I don't know what you want to do, but I'm going. So he goes, and by the time he gets there, the, the presence of God falls on him, and he recognizes he's supposed to pray for the person. So operating the gift of working the miracles and the gift of faith in the moment, he lays hands on the person, and they come back to life. But when you interviewed him, he wasn't like, yeah, well, you know, because what happens is, you know, I'm so gifted. I got this gift in the healing. I raise people all the time. That's not what he was thinking. He was giving his vessel in an atmosphere that needed God and let God use him. But you can't even pick that up if you got all this other stuff from the world inside of you cutting off the signal. The person that got a lot of the world in them, they ain't even going over across the street. You know what they're going to say? All right, everybody, let's pray. Let's pray for the person. Now, the person's over there. Everybody, let's pray. They ain't going over there. They're not going to put themselves in a situation where they can look bad. Because they're not picking up what God's trying to do. So we're, we're, in, uh, 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 we're in Waysboro, North Carolina. And so I taught on, um, what, Faith Comeback Player of the Year? It was something like that? Yeah, So, but I was teaching on faith. You was there, right. So I was teaching on faith, and, 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 and again, primarily, Outside of shepherding, one of the giftings is teaching. I'm a teacher. So we, we, we had a good time in there. It is, uh, uh, Pastor Greg's church. It's a wonderful church. Uh, First Baptist. You know, we had a great time in there. We, we laughing and revelation was going forth. And the service is over. So I'm praying. We're done. It's a different environment. It's not our environment. This is unfamiliar territory. So I'm done. Holy Spirit says pray. 
Yes, you know, the presence of God hit. We had to pick it up, me and my wife, because I'm the preacher. She sang, but I'm the preacher. We started laying hands on these people. These people was falling out all over the place. Then God started giving specific words on people's lives. I don't know these people. And I'm telling you right now, I wasn't going, I, wasn't, I ain't had no list. I wasn't like some churches in the back, and they got, they got a TV in the back. I'm giving like they, all the information. And then, then they be looking at people and asking the pastor, okay, what about that person? And what about that person? Because, you know, you can see what's going on in the sanctuary. And then they get the intel. And then they come in and they prophesy, you going through something in your marriage. But the pastor just told them in the, in the study. Y'all ain't know that? All right. My bad, y'all. I mean, bust y'all out like that. But, you know, full disclosure, right? So in this particular case, there is no, wasn't no camera for the sanctuary. We ain't spent no time in the study talking. I didn't know nobody from Adam. Neither did she. People, we didn't ask for this. When you do stuff like that, it's uncomfortable because you're like, man, I just said, I just told somebody something that was going to be uncomfortable. And God told me to tell them. I got to tell them. But you can go home and be like, man, that, should I have said that? Man, they probably never going to invite me back to that church. People came up and was like, I just want to let you know as a man of God. There's no way you could have known that. They didn't have to do that, but God wanted to help me. <laughs> like, dude, you are. Right. Yeah, I know I told you to say some crazy stuff, but it's okay. Right? So what I'm saying is, but you got to be able to pick up when God is. Same thing happened in um, uh, Toledo, Second Baptist. Right? That, I'm saying that not that we sweet or anything. I'm saying we have to prepare ourselves to pick these things up. Yeah, we don't show up every, every Sunday laying hands on nobody because it's as the spirit wills, as the atmosphere for as he wants us to move. You see what I'm saying? Not, so, so what was it? After one night with the king, we all fell out all over the place. I didn't come in the next Sunday. Well, since we fell out all over the place last Sunday, let me smack some people around today. <laughs> no, that's not. <laughs> Somebody would have smacked me back. <laughs> Right? You understand what I'm saying? It's, it's <laughs> so, so, so the scripture says this. <laughs> that would be funny. Like, that, that would be on video. Local pastor gets backslapped uh, <laughs> in retaliation. Great counterpunching by his congregation. All right, but anyway, 2 Corinthians 5, 17 says something very special, right? And we, you know, it's... it's this is a part of our, what, uh, what is it? What is it? Uh, survival kit, right? One of our survival kit scriptures. Survival kit is one of our discipleship classes that we do here at the church where you memorize two scriptures a week. But 2 Corinthians 5, 17, it says, Therefore, if any man be where? In. Now, when you see that word in, I want you to just picture inside, right? Because people just throw around the word in like it has no value, right? But, but, but we're going to give in its proper props today, right? Therefore, if any man be inside Christ, he is a new creature. Old things are passed away. Look, look, that's the old wineskins, right? Behold, all things become new as that new wine, right? Now, the interesting thing, it says he's a new creature. Now, if you start to really break that down, a new creation. Now, we'll, we'll, we won't have time today because I see my time is ticking, but we'll, hopefully we'll get into it next week. A new creation, a, you know, 
returning back to being a speaking spirit, right? So, so, so a new creation that's operating in gifting, not just their own understanding, right? Not just, you know, you know there's people that's never played, the, I think your mom was in this situation, never played the piano, never had no lessons, just got up one day and started playing. And played from that point. So it wasn't like that day. Just got up and start playing. You know, that's happened to people. People just got up and got, start singing. I'm waiting for that. You know, it's <laughs> I'm waiting for that to happen to me. You know, creative miracle, you know. Right, so <laughs> you know, y'all playing one day. I mean, I mean like, that was God. But <laughs> what I'm saying, these things happen because people are flowing in unction. There are people that's been walking. Uh, I don't know if it was uh, John G. Lake or. That's another general. But he, was, he, he wasn't even at church. He was walking out uh, some farmland, and the, the trees start whistling. <laughs> and he's like, what's going on out here? Like, the presence of God showed up. Like, like, like there, there, there wasn't, wasn't nobody jumping around, no music playing. presence of God showed up and changed his life forever. I told you the story. I, went, I left, uh, I was in a living relationship, left the relationship. I was staying in this person's house in Plainfield, New Jersey, and I just started walking, I was walking down the street, just praying to God, because it was crazy, I was in the most, that was the most, uh, uh, you know, like when you, when you lost everything, well, I actually gave away everything, because you know, if you keep stuff, that keeps you in a relationship, I just gave away it all, and so, no, no offense if you're watching, uh, so I'm walking down the street, and, and it was like warm honey, but it was the it was like, you know, it's, it it was honey. It was, it was the anointing oil. It's the presence of God filling me. I was like, what's going on? I mean, I'm, I'm just minding my own business. I hadn't been around no charismatic church or nothing like that. I was just, but I knew it was God, and that's the day I said, God, I'm sorry. I will never let nothing come between me and you ever again. I'm not having sex till I get married, and I'm I'm I'm. I'm giving up all of my music. I, I knew the two things that was really my crutches. You know, my music. See, he said, that's that old wineskin. It, it sounds good. Well, everything that sounds good ain't good for you. It feels good. Everything that feels good ain't good for you. It tastes good. Sugar is probably one of the most wonderful tasting things in the world. Eat your insides up. So it's not based on if it feels good, sounds good, taste. Is it best? See, is it best? And, and I knew it wasn't. Listen, I ain't had no scripture at the time. I mean, I got all the scriptures, flea fornication, stuff like that now. I ain't know that. I, listen, some of y'all in the room right now don't know the scripture, but you know you wrong. Can I get an amen? Just, 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 just say amen. Look straight ahead. They won't know I'm talking about you. Right? You know it's wrong. That's why you be looking for a support system. Well, you try to convince everybody it's okay because you know it's wrong. Right, so I knew it was wrong, and, and so, so you see, I knew enough, this is God's presence, and I don't want to lose this. So say, man, forget the sex, forget the music, hey, we cash all that in. If I have this with me, I'll take your presence. I had never experienced nothing like that. That's started the process to change my life. Right, get in the atmosphere, like really get in the atmosphere. No, cut out all that noise and see what happens. You'll find out the gifts. You'll be more motivated. 
So, so, so again, this new creature, this new creation, an anointed speaking spirit with the treasure of God's perfect will flowing through our veins. That's what happens when God, the, the treasure of his perfect, we have this treasure hidden in this earthen vessel flowing through our veins. That, that God planted us in this earth realm almost like how they did the Trojan horse. They, did put, they sent the horse in as a gift and then they broke out. <laughs> Right? He sent us in this earth realm to colonize it. And he sent us in these vessels almost like Trojan horses with these gifts on the inside that the naked eye, the natural man can't see because they're spiritually discerned, 1 Corinthians 2. It says, yeah, yeah, it says uh, 1 Corinthians 2, let's go there. Interesting enough, that was the next scripture we was going to. All right, so 1 Corinthians 2. So, so we, we, I'm about to read. I'm going to start at verse 9. But see, see, when the scripture talks about us being in Christ, the anointing one, the anointing, this is a perception scripture. It's saying when you get in Christ, uh, you start to experience revelation knowledge. The perfect will of this God, God is discovered. The old scales are passed away. The scales on our eyes that have us fighting the perfect will of God. So, so no longer are we identifying with the things of the world when we're in Christ, right? All things become new. We're finally seeing the perfect will of God in everything and everywhere. So now we're identifying with the things of God. See, think about our life right now. Why are, why are we stuck in between? We're trying to identify with the things of the world and identify with the things of God at the same time. You got to choose. You can't stay... You can't straddle the fence. Scripture talks about you lukewarm, I spit you out of my mouth. Right? It says a double-minded man is unstable in all his ways. It says you're neither hot nor cold. Right? So the thing is you can't be both. Okay, so I did this with the, uh, the, one of the first baptisms at the pool with the, with the young kids. I was trying to tell them about baptism and how you go down and the, the old man goes down and the new man comes out of that water. You're, you're washed of that old man. And so I had a bottle of water that was clear and I put a little bit of dirt in it. What do you think would happen to the water? Was the, so, now when I say look, I, so, so, so 90, 98% of the bottle was clear water. I put 2% dirt in it. What happened to the water? It was all dirty. But something in our mind thinks, you, it's, uh, uh, Pastor Mel showed the video of the uh, I was about to say Pacific, Pacific Ocean and the Atlantic Ocean. And there's a line. We, we, we went there recently. There's a, it's dark and green water. I don't know how it does it. God is amazing. But there's a, you can literally see the two different sides of the water. That ain't like that with our life. You can't do a little bit of dirty and think you're going to be uh, 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 clean. You can't expose yourself to a little bit dirty and think you can see and hear from God. A lot of times, I just, I'm just respectful, to be honest with you. But a lot of times people be talking to me, I was like, you're saying that as if you, you're, you, you're clear thinking. You're of a sound mind. A clear thinking mind. That's what the scripture says in, in, in 2 Timothy 1. And, but, but I'm not saying as a put down. I'm looking like, wow, like you're not even disciplining yourself to, to, to see clearly. You're compromising yourself. You're, you're taking in things that can corrupt your thinking, and you actually think 
you trust what you came out of your mouth just now? It's just one thing to say, this might not be accurate, but this is what I see right now. But this is not how people talk. They talk like they have, to, they, they, they have a sound mind. You can't do that. You can't do both, right? And so, 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 so we're changing our identifier. Once I'm born again, now I identify with the kingdom and God. When I make decisions, I'm playing off of God. Not everybody's doing it. They said it's okay. Right now, they're saying stuff's okay that will, will, will warp your mind and drive you crazy. And they're saying it's okay. They got commercials for drugs. that, And, and at the end of the commercial, they'll go, hey, aren't you ready for relief from the challenge of, of, of heart pain? All the things that they said before that was you could die. Like, like no, you skip all that. Uh, you could die. You can have bleeding ulcers. You can have all types of stuff. You can, you can have blockage. But guess what? There's a chance. Now, for some people, there, there may be a chance that this might not help you if you, if, I don't know if you're pregnant or if you take other medication. Like, but you will fight somebody for that medication, though. Because the doctor said it's okay. But Dr. God tells you about healing, you're going to question that. You're using faith to take the pill. You don't know that stuff going to take care of the symptoms. It ain't healing you. I'm telling you that right now. But you don't know what's going to take care of the symptoms. You're doing that by faith. Because somebody told you. But you said, I'm not just going to do this because somebody told me. You're doing it all the time. You go to work thinking you get a check because somebody told you. That's by faith, too. Or you think I'm playing, right? You know people have showed up at their jobs and there was change on, on, on the whole job, right? They shut down the job and didn't tell them, right? That's by faith, too. But you cut. I'm, I'm going to leave God because I got to be in my job. I got to be in my job because I got to be in my job, right? Then you're going to show up. Y'all close. Where my check, man? Right? You're going to be tripping. But the God that could have got you out of it, you, don't, you, you, you neglect it. All right. That was a distraction. Let's go to 1 Corinthians 2, uh, verse 9. It says, it says look, but, but as it is written, I has not seen, nor ear heard, neither has entered into the heart of man, Right? That old wineskins, the things which God has prepared for them that love him. It says, but God has revealed them unto us by his spirit. For the spirit searches all things, yea, the deep things of God. The perfect will of God. Right? This, that, that, so when that spirit is, is, is saturates us, we see things we could have never seen with our eyes. We hear things we could have never heard with our ears. It says, having eyes... They see not. Having ears, no, it says having eyes, they don't perceive. Having ears, they don't understand. That's what the scripture says. Their heart is hardened because they're consumed with the things of the world. And they actually think they know what they're talking about. I've never seen so many people get funky about coming against the will of God. But they don't get funky against the devil. Devil be cheating them like rag dolls. But you getting funky with the person trying to help you. See, God is saying, once I pour out my spirit on you, once you're flowing in the gifts, you'll be able to handle, that means receive without rejection, my perfect will. He's saying, just allow me to saturate you in the spirit. Be born of water so you can receive my perfect will. 
Look, look, look. Uh, sorry, I read verse 10, verse 11. It says, for other foundation can no man lay than that is laid, which is Jesus Christ. Now, if any man build upon this foundation, gold, silver, and precious stone, hay and silk. I'm reading the wrong scripture. Sorry about that. Let's go over to 11. <laughs> verse 2, I was reading chapter 3. <clears throat> It says, now we have received not the spirit of the world, but the spirit which is of God, that we might know the things that are freely given to us of God. Know the gifts, know God's perfect will, without people trying to trick us that, that all we see is all we have. All we're doing is all we'll ever do and all we'll ever be, right? It says, it says now, now we have received not the spirit, of, oh, well, I said that, verse 13, which things also we speak. So once we are saturated and filled with the Spirit, and we recognize these things, we speak them, not in the words which man's wisdom teaches, but which the Holy, Holy Ghost teaches, comparing spiritual things with spiritual. Look at verse 14. But the natural man receiveth not the things of the Spirit of God, for they are foolishness unto him, neither can he know them, because they're spiritually discerned. The natural man can't even comprehend, can't process, can't take in. The natural man automatically rejects the supernatural, automatically rejects the gifts that God wants us to operate. God will tell a natural man something, and they'll override that thing in a heartbeat. He'll say, go over there, and I need you to tell that person this. I ain't telling that person this. I don't know. See, immediately their first thought is they don't understand that. Not spiritual to spiritual. Oh, the Spirit told me to do something. I'm doing it. I don't need to know how it's going to work out. I just need to be obedient. You see what I'm saying? But the natural man be like, oh, I ain't doing that. No, oh, I ain't doing that. How do you know he didn't tell you to go talk to that person? Because right after you told that person what you told him, that person was waiting on an answer to a dream. You gave them the answer. They were so happy you gave them an answer. They gave you, which wasn't really important to them, a million dollars. Well, I got billions. I just want to bless you for being a blessing to me. This happened to me. God told me to do something, person said, man, I just want to bless you. I said, no, 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 I'm just being obedient to God. No, 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 I'm just being obedient. You, you see what I'm saying? So, so but when you, when you start operating in the gifts, God will tell you to get up from a gym and go to, the, go to a church with no for sale sign in the grass, like he told Pastor Mal, and look for a pastor and not get intimidated because a crowd of people coming out the building. All right, baby, I'll come back another time. <laughs> But you, you, you got to hear from God to do that. In the midst of you got a two-month window, you better have a building, and you're tempted to just go ahead and sign a lease. But you got to hear God to not sign a lease because of the time and trust what God told you. To go someplace you've never been before, you got to hear from God. But you also got to hear from God to handle what it takes when you get there because the adversary is going to try to intimidate you and turn you around. So as he starts to move on these dreams and these gifts and these impartations and these unctions, don't reject them. Don't reject them. God's just trying to use you. See, again, if we're still operating in the, well, I don't want to look bad. You can't operate in the gifts. It's foolishness to man. It's a powerful thing that's going to look bad to a natural man. But it's going to be the best thing for their life. You see the difference? You got you to gotta, you ask the questions. You got to, hey, you, you got you to gotta come up. So 
So we had a big church, and the things, everything's done in decently in order. First Corinthians 14. So somebody had a word, they would just come to me. So, they, so, so I was a facilitator, so I'd sit way over here. We don't have the chairs up on the platform for a reason. We just like to float. But I sit over here, pastor be speaking, person, why he's talking? This person over here, they, they had a word. It could have been a prophecy. It could have been a word of knowledge. It could have been a word of wisdom. Right? It could have been an exhortation, whatever the case may be. So they would come and tell me. I would whisper in the past, at pastor's ear. And I watched. If it bear witness with his spirit that was for the congregation, he would just get a person a mic. If it was something that he needed to process through, he would process through. If it's something that, that it was just something that he needed to hear, nobody else would hear. But, but people were in an atmosphere where they would at least share. There's times when I was, I was whispering in his ear. Nobody ever heard what I said to him. I was like, well, I guess that was just something I got or something for him. But then there's times he was like, uh, go grab a mic. Right? See, see, so, but all that's important because it's not just your shepherds that hear from God. You see what I'm saying? It's, it's, it's not. In God's house, your shepherds are confirming what God is doing in the house. They have the vision for the house. But, but God will use all, all of us. We're all a piece of God's one plan. And so if somebody holds back their peace we're going to be stumbling all over ourselves because we don't understand why things are not, momentum is not going and things are not building. And the whole time you got the peace. The whole time. We're working on an analog system. You got the peace to plug it in for we, you know, we could, we could be in stereo. <laughs> you see what I'm saying? You got the peace. You got the, you got the, what is it? They got all types of stuff. Intel processor to make it all like flow smoothly. Right? So, 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 again, it's not sensationalism. That's why we say prepare. That's why we've been talking about the gifts. Going through the lessons, understanding the process, really honing in on the gifts that you have. So now you're not out here uh, sens operating in sensationalism or operating in, in emotionalism. So sometimes we're just emotionally saying stuff. But you don't even have to go through all that if you prepare yourself to hear from God. It's going to be confirmation to any, any, anybody you communicate to because it came directly from God. But if, you, if you're gifted and, you, and you, you're offering yourself still to the world to identify yourself taking the things of the world, it's tainting your gift. You're still gifted, but it's going to come out flaky. Yeah, I've talked to people that's, that's something, you know, I, I mean, listen, this is one guy prophesied to me for a half hour. A lot of stuff, I, so I had to, I had to almost like um, filter it. But, but I wasn't throwing it all away because I, I discerned he was gifted, but because he probably was exposing himself to something he shouldn't, it was kind of tainting the gift. So you ever, uh, you ever see, uh, you're watching the screen, and it keeps flicking in and out? Like the picture coming in and out, and you like hope it just stops, you get the picture? Well, well, that's kind of how it was. It was like when you're tainting the gift, the picture goes in and out. Oh, what's the commercial? Uh, I think it's like uh, T-Mobile. Where they says, okay, if you got good service, and the person says, oh, no, just wear this. It's not like it's a costume party. And then, then they flick, if you have bad service, and, the, and, the, and, the, and it's flicking in and out, it says, costume party. Oh, it's a costume party. So the person went out and wore a costume, and it wasn't a costume party. The purpose of the commercial was to say, if you have the wrong signal, your signal's not clear, right, you can miss some information that could be important. 
Y'all think I'm talking about the phone? We got to clear our signal. Otherwise, we're going to be flickering in and out, get, communicating the wrong information that somebody's going to move on and it's going to destroy them because there was a piece missing. All right, so, 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 so again, I wanted to get into the speaking spirits and some other stuff, but I think, I think, I think that's enough. I'll share this one last thing, and then we're done. So God is a spirit, unseen, and wants to express himself or manifest himself in the seen realm through us, right? So that word manifest or manifestation means, manny means hand. The word manny means hand. Festation means dancing. Basically, the hand of God wants to dance in our lives. The hand of God wants to dance in our lives, right? So, but he needs us to yield our vessels, right? All right, so let's stand to your feet. That's all for today.